You're listening to the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast, where we focus on taking your passion and turning it into your profits. Join us for interviews with business experts, industry influencers, and more. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Next Generation People and Profits Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are sitting down. I just got back from our conference. We're having a little bit of an unconventional episode because I'm still in the midst of traveling and getting everything back together, but there was a, a topic that came up at our conference that I think is just so important for us to talk about. Um, and that is why having competitors can be a good thing. Uh, why it is so important to be okay having competition and, and even you want to be supportive of having local competitors uh, that are offering cheerleading and tumbling uh, within your general area. And uh, it's such an important topic. I want to get into it. Before we do, make sure that you have gone over, you've joined our uh, Gym Owners Facebook group, uh, you've gone to our website, and you have taken advantage of our uh, free growth opportunities, uh, our free guides, our blog. We have so much content there. And of course, if you love this podcast, share it with other people who will get something out of it. Uh, I want other owners to have access to this podcast, other uh, coaches who are interested in learning more about the business side, managers, all that stuff. Please share this podcast with anyone you think may get something great out of it. I do want to apologize if the audio is a little bit funky. Uh, I am actually, I'm actually driving right now, but I had to get these thoughts out. It just was so important uh, to me to get these thoughts to you guys and record this episode. So really, really excited to be talking about it today. Like I said, I just was at conference. Uh, I'm, I'm on my way home essentially, and uh, conference was absolutely amazing. I met so many amazing owners uh, that I had not met before. Uh, it was a humbling experience to talk to people who said, I listen to you every, every week, twice a week. I'm, I'm listening to your episodes and I'm learning so much and it, I feel like I know you. And um, it just means so much to have people who are listening and coming up and telling me that the podcast is making a difference for them. I truly appreciate it. One of the things that we were talking about at conference with people was um, there were different gym owners that were either frustrated by or worried about competitors opening in the area. Uh, there was a new gym coming into town or uh, someone had been running another gym for a while and you know they'd lost a couple kids to it. And I actually even had a, a call with one of our academy clients last night uh, where we were talking about how her mindset in regard to having competitors had recently shifted and how freeing of an experience that was for her to say, man, it's not, I don't have to stress if two kids decide to leave and go to this other gym because at the end of the day, I'm going to be okay. It's not going to, not going to crush my program. And I think that is such a important mindset to adapt. And I'd even mentioned to her, hey, it's really important to have competitors. You want to have competitors uh, around you. 
Uh, so there's really three big reasons that I'm going to talk about. You know, I like to do things in threes. Um, so there's three big reasons that we're going to discuss why it is important to have competitors. Number one is it builds the brand of competitive cheerleading, tumbling, gymnastics. It, it builds awareness within your community. Uh, number two is it's nice to not be lonely nice to not be the only thing in town and number three is competitors although you will lose athletes to them occasionally you also may gain athletes so there will be a back and forth flow of clients as that awareness is built so number one the number one and most important one and the reason the really biggest reason I think it is important to have competitors is it builds awareness of your sport within your community. If you've ever looked at a place like Texas, right? There are cheer gyms everywhere. There are so many cheer and tumbling programs within the state of Texas. On top of that, they have gymnastics. On top of that, they have uh, all sorts of other youth sport offerings. So why is it that there can be these programs that support thousands upon thousands upon thousands of cheerleaders uh, throughout one singular state. Then you have other states, like for instance, Oregon. Oregon does not have a huge all-star cheerleading footprint. There's only a few gyms in the state, and because of that, our overall population of competitive cheerleading is very, very low. We, act, we have a decent gymnastics program, but even then, there are not as many gyms as there used to be uh, offering gymnastics. And because of that, uh, especially our competitive gymnastics, is not as strong as it was 20 years ago. And I would directly attribute that to there are only a few gyms. Having multiple gyms increases the amount of athletes that are going to participate in a sport and increases the amount of people that know about your sport and are talking about your sport. And this is where the word of mouth marketing becomes even more valuable because everyone knows someone that does cheerleading. So it makes it so athletes are more likely to start participating in the sport rather than simply relying on an athlete's mom or dad participated previously and now they are sending their athlete to you. So having those competitors, having other gyms offering that is absolutely critical. It really does build the participation. And that is why you, when you have a competitor coming in, it is not always a bad thing. And if you have a local competitor, it is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, in fact, it rarely is. You want to have different offerings. You want it so everyone knows someone that does cheerleading and then it makes people more likely to go, oh, I'm gonna participate in that. On top of that, when you look at some of the recreational side of our, our programs, whether it be gymnastics or cheer, when you look at the athletes that participate in it without being on a team, without being competitive in the sport, most of those people are choosing their gym, choosing where they participate based off of convenience, uh, based off of I can get there within a certain period of time, this fits within my schedule, it is a 
convenient experience for me to get my athlete involved in, which is an important thing to note. So if you do not have numerous gyms in, a, in an area, then it is less likely that people are going to be participating in the sport and eventually becoming those competitive kids or doing it long-term because they're not as likely to drive 45 minutes for a one hour basic tumbling class. They're going to try to find something local. And I can tell you that this is accurate just in my state. The number of high school coaches and tumbling athletes and parents that have reached out to us over the years who are looking for tumbling classes, but they live on our Oregon coast, which is a 45 minute to an hour drive from our gym. They don't want to do that for a class. They might do it for a clinic, but they're not going to do that every single week driving over to take a tumbling class. Do we have athletes that drive long ways for our competitive teams? Absolutely. We have athletes that drive two plus hours each way to compete on one of our higher level teams, but that's not going to be as common for recreational tumbling, therefore making it harder to build the sport of cheer, build that sport of gymnastics. Like those Oregon coast uh, areas, they don't have cheer or tumbling or gymnastics really in close access to them. They have limited opportunities and so there's less people participating in the sport and there's less brand awareness for the sport. So you want to have that. You want to have those competitors. Number two, this is a weird one and some people are going to disagree with me, but it's nice to not be alone in your area. Now, you're probably not alone if you do uh, cheerleading, if you offer competitive cheerleading, you're probably not alone because there is most likely some sort of a youth program or a high school program or a junior cheer program that offers cheerleading in your area. That is, it, it probably exists, but maybe it does not. So maybe you are very much alone. Uh, but most of the time, there are at least someone that you can talk to and, and build relationships with. But no one really understands what it's like to have a gym and run a gym uh, unless they do that thing. Uh, and it's nice to have people that are going through some of the same experiences. It's nice to have people that you can call who can help you out in certain circumstances. Now, does this always work? No, it does not. There are sometimes adversarial relationships that develop for whatever reason between two programs. Uh, I have programs in our area, in, loosely in our area, that I am friends with and I have been very supportive of, and I have programs in our area that we are not as friendly. We don't help one another out all the time, but we still do in certain situations because I know some of the coaches we've either coached together or we cheered together back in the day, and so we have some relationships there. Um, even a, a gym that I think has not the greatest relationship with us. Uh, we had a competition. They left something at the competition in a team room. I was able to pick it up for them and drop it off at their gym. It, it is nice to have people that can be kind and share some support back and forth between each other. It is also nice. I have another gym. Uh, they were setting up for a virtual competition and they didn't fully know how to do it. So I drove the equipment to their gym and I set it, helped them set it up so they would be able to do a virtual competition during COVID. 
it was nice to have those people to talk to. And, and during COVID, man, it was so amazing to have other gym owners that were on the West Coast because we were ex- having a different experience than my friends uh, in the middle of the country or on the East Coast in certain areas who maybe were not as strictly locked down. It was nice to have gym owners in our area that I could talk to, that understood what I was going through, that we could strategize, you know, how are you doing practices and staying above board with what the state is accept- expecting? How are you setting up your safety protocols? Um, it was it was very beneficial and I hope that the gyms that work with me felt that working with me was beneficial as I shared all of our documents and everything we created with everyone freely. Because again, my perspective is having healthy, a healthy environment of cheerleading, which is the sport that we're primarily focused on at ODT, having a healthy, um, you know, footprint of cheerleading gyms is important and beneficial for me just as well as it's beneficial for them. I would personally love to see every gym in the state of Oregon have 200, 300 competitive athletes and 500 recreational athletes. I think that would be better for the health of the industry than it simply being me and there being no one else and our gym is just the it gym for our state. I don't think that that is a a healthy environment. Uh, It's kind of that monopoly that just is not going to uh, breed more athletes uh, throughout the sport. So it can be nice to just not be alone and have people that you can talk to and have people that can support you through your journey. Now, that may not always happen with your local competitors, which is why uh, something like the academy can be so amazing because you're in a smaller group of other owners who are being trained the same way as you to run their business effectively and you can talk to them and you can get advice from them and you can build those relationships and that can be a really, really um, beneficial experience as well if you do not have local competition. And lastly is having local competition can increase your number of athletes. You can, it can be good for your program overall. Now, do we ever want to be recruiting athletes? No, we absolutely do not. That is not the way to do business. But will there be a, uh, a flow of athletes back and forth between locations? Yes, and on the competitive side, there will be. It won't always be big, um, but it is good to have people who are shopping for your what you offer throughout your state. You want to have that. That is going to be beneficial for you in the long run and is going to result in people coming over. Maybe someone moves. Maybe someone, you know, you have a gym that's 15 miles away and maybe someone moves closer to your side and they go, man, I'm going to go here because I've been doing this and now I live closer, so I'm going to go to this gym. People move within states all the time. Maybe the parents get a job closer to your gym and it's more convenient to go to your gym. And so they're going to switch over because of that reason. And it's not because you've recruited them away. It's not because you're the the best of the best. Um, But you you are demographically located closer to them. Maybe it is that you offer something that your competitor doesn't. Uh, The gyms that I am close to, a lot of them have, technically speaking, had athletes leave their program 
and join my program. And I've had it go the other way too, but a lot of them have had it happen because they just, they don't offer the higher level teams that we offer in our gym. And they've even told kids, hey, guess what? We're not gonna have a world's team, so why don't you head over to ODT? They do have a world's team and they're good people. And that's a really great, that's a great feeling to have people recommend that. Um, that's the right thing to do for an athlete that is looking to progress to that level. And I've had the same thing when people are moving or people are like, Hey, do you know a gym, uh, in the Salem area? I have a gym that I recommend every single time because I know the owner, I know the way they do business and they're great people. And so I absolutely refer them every single time to that gym because they're awesome. They're good people and they run good programs and good teams. They don't always have higher levels. And so that's, that can be a consideration, but there will be a flow back and forth and that's not necessarily a bad thing. So again, it kind of always goes back to reason number one, which is having a healthy culture of cheerleading in your state is going to be beneficial for your gym in the long run. So as we look at this, as we look at competitors and you know, we look at the three different reasons that I mentioned that I think it is important that you have like are okay with having competition. It is important to know that it doesn't always feel great and it's okay to be stressed out. Actually, there's a number four reason. I'm just going to add it right now. I'm thinking of it right now. Number four, the four, number four reason is having competitors will keep you on your A game. Okay. You have to have pressure sometimes to do the work. And when you are the only thing in town and you don't have to work hard to give a great client experience, it can be easy to get into a mindset of apathy where I've got this. I don't need to be marketing because everyone knows who I am. There's nowhere else to go. I'm it. It can be easy to not focus on delivering the client experience because again, where are they going to go? Having competitors will keep you on your A game and you're gonna go, oh man, they just put out that they're doing summer camps. I haven't planned my summer camps yet. I need to do that. It's a good reminder to keep you prepping and keep you working and keep you pushing. So that's actually the fourth reason and I think number one and number four are the two best reasons, the two biggest reasons that it is good to have competitors um, because it is absolutely valuable for those reasons. So it's gonna keep you on your A game, right? It's gonna keep you pushing, it's gonna keep you working, and it is absolutely beneficial to have those competitors. So what do you do? Well, number one, my personal rule with having competitors is I'm an open book. If you need help and you want advice, call me, I'll tell you. I'll give you my honest opinion. Uh, most of you who know me know I'm pretty direct. I'm just gonna tell you exactly what I think. Um, and if that is beneficial to you, great. Uh, number two is, you know, adopt that mindset of it's not the end of the world. In fact, it's not only the end of the world, but start telling yourself, this is good. It's a good thing that I have competitors. It's a good thing that there are people out there that are building the culture of cheerleading in this state. Um, so do those two things and your life will be much easier when it comes to having competitors, having local competitors, and not having that stress you out. Uh, as you leave this episode, if you are worried about having competitors, or maybe you're looking at, at opening another location, or maybe you're looking at um, uh, someone coming into your location, or you have struggles with a current competitor, 
please consider joining the academy. We can help you do that in the right way. Deal with that. Get to the mindset that I was talking about in the right way. Step up your game so you are marketing and you're building and you're getting new clients. That's actually another thing that I think is so important um, is don't waste your time trying to recruit and get the clients from the gym down the street to come over to your program. That is not the best use of your time. What you want to be doing is finding the kids that are not a, spark, a part of the sport. You want to be finding those people and bringing new blood and new clients and growing the industry as a whole rather than just sharing athletes back and forth between programs. That's not how you're going to grow. That's not going to grow the sport. And that is something that we can help you with in the Academy. So consider joining the Academy. It is absolutely worth the investment of your time and your money. We are here to support you. We are here to help you uh, in the Academy. So please make sure you check that out. As we leave the episode, if you've loved it, again, share it with someone. I want to thank all of you for your loyal uh, listening. For those of you that listen regularly, uh, we are... The, the growth on the podcast has been absolutely amazing and it is, I appreciate it. I'm so grateful for all of you. We've got some really exciting episodes coming up over the next couple months. I've got some great guests coming on the podcast. I'm going to be bringing Matthew Becker back on the podcast. We're going to be talking about uh, the legality and legal considerations of private lessons and uh, having private lessons go uh, directly to the coaches and be run all through the coaches. Uh, Carmine's going to be back on the podcast. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to get Jason Larkins back on the podcast. I've got Jess and Adam Forte coming back on the podcast. Uh, we've got a lot of really amazing interviews coming up, uh, and I couldn't be more excited for them. So make sure you stay tuned for those as well. All right, everyone, if you're looking for another great cheerleading podcast, as you know, as I always recommend, check out Jason Larkin's Let's Talk Cheer podcast. It's an amazing one. Uh, he has a bunch of great content there. He does amazing interviews with people. It is 100% worth the time. I listen to every episode. They are phenomenal. Um, and Jason is just such a great storyteller. And the guests he has on his podcast are always fascinating people. So make sure you check that one out. Make sure you check out the Academy. You use all of the different resources that we have. And with that, we're going to catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.